My thirst for knowledge began a long time ago when I was little. Um, Mum says I just never stopped asking questions. But I think what I'd like to do is explain the science and the ancient history together. Our stories were always said to be folklore and folklore as words have a different connotation to non-Indigenous people than Indigenous people. For many thousands of years, Mount Kutha, a significant mountain in this Yugara country, was called Guja. It was and still is an important dark honey bee site. Bees are very important major pollinators and they visit every tree and plant that flowers in Mount Kutha's forests and botanic gardens. They keep everything healthy and reproducing so that the birds like Pilan, the rainbow lorikeet, and Cupola, the ring-tailed scrub possum, and other animals and insects have food. Yugara trees still provide flowers to feed all, and on Mount Kutha, the dry eucalypt forest has grey gum, forest red gum, and narrow-leafed ironbark, along with acacias, including the Brisbane golden and broadleaf wattles. These are mainly in the understory scrub, along with the grass trees. The native kangaroo grass and blady grass grow as a minimal ground cover. Other bee feeding trees growing along Brisbane's high ridges are the big red ironbarks known as bigger and dundara. Also munga, the spotted gum, and yura, the blue gum. Nambor and nanda are the paperbarks that live along the watercourses and stabilise the banks. Looking to the east from Mount Kutha, you can still see Mount Gravatt, the home of Kagara marble, the echidna, and Highgate Hill, the home of Naram, the frilled neck lizard. You can also see the suburb of Kuparu, the home of Goburu, the gentle dove, an important bird in the local Kuparu clan stories. If I go back, the word law, L-A-W, is about legislation and all the things that govern us as a white society. But L-O-R-E is the story that teaches law. So when we're talking about freshwater dreaming law, we know that that's there and it's a law we have to follow. But the L-O-R-E is what we tell to children to teach them how to maintain L-A-W. The stories are really important to explain what it means to us as First Nations people, to live in a country that's now been dated to 124,000 years, that we've been living on this land. But explaining that to non-Indigenous people in a scientific way, so it becomes more palatable for people to understand when we say we've been here for a millennia. Because to me, that's, that's a word. It doesn't really mean anything. But to explain the links between the science that's now proving this and the stories that we've held for thousands of years, I think is the important link to make people understand that it's actually real. In my Kovai lands, the Wuku dove is the protector of children. They call out late in the afternoon to tell our children it's time to come home to the safety of the camps. 
Mount Ruku is a special place to us that sits beside our twin-peaked Mount Bopal, where Bapa Vilmari, our frilled-neck lizard, and Gaka, the echidna, live. They must stay on the mountain as punishment for stopping our children from collecting water and not sharing the mountain spring water during a very dry season. This law story teaches our children to share, be careful of strangers and to look after one another. As seen above, the water provided by Narang Dagan, Mother Earth, is sacred. She deems all water must be continuously protected and shared for the survival of all beings. To do this, she created Kungnavang, our water mother, who travelled all over this land to put permanent water in place for her people. She governs the important land law to protect this valuable resource. Then she created Mundagara to make the underground streams, rivers and lakes. His task is to continually visit and look after every permanent water source in Australia. The waterfalls on Mount Kutha were formed by Kunavang and are protected by Mundagara. The water comes from an aquifer or a deep water source from within Mother Earth, resurfacing through springs and wells. Grandmother's Law is a system of teaching where many thousands of years ago, we started with the system of our camps where we had grandmothers that would stay in the camp with the young children while the mothers went out and gathered food and fished and basically provided for the family with the things that touch lightly on the environment. So grandmother's law starts when the children are born, they are given a name and they are given responsibilities and usually it's those three things, our personal marang, our clan marang and then our nation marang and that gives us an environment to work in. So under grandmother's law, the children are taught to look after that environment to maintain each being that they are responsible for and therefore maintaining a process. So that with me, the stringy bark tree is the clan and the kovai bee is the nation. So all of the other beings that are in there can be allocated to those children. They grow with that spirit in them. So that child is born recognising that word. But it also recognises responsibility that goes with it. And I think that's the biggest thing for the way we live is maintaining our responsibilities through our whole life. So grandmother's law teaches all the things that you need to know and they raise all the children until such times as the boys start maturing and then they, they go and live in the men's camp and then the men take over raising them as men. Whereas when they're with the grandmothers, the grandmothers are teaching them the proper way of protecting themselves and the women around them. So they start learning how to protect their sisters and brothers right from the beginning. So that's basically the system of grandmother's law. There are many First Nations sacred areas where rainwater is swallowed underground, entering an aquifer and stored there in a body of porous rock or sediment. Ithaca Creek begins on the Taylor Range in Mount Kutha Forest as two streams. 
One of these sources is noted as being a humble dry gully that slowly but surely deepens and dampens as it descends, converging with similar gullies until it becomes a stream. This particular tributary flows into the eastern branch of Ithaca Creek, which intermittently runs through the Slaughter Falls. This is what is known as a soak or mound spring, like those at Dalhousie in the Simpson Desert. These are mounds of moist soil with water plants growing on them in the middle of a hot, dry desert. Adjoining this first stream is the western branch of the headwaters of Ithaca Creek, which is also fed by a stronger source from the aquifer with a more constant trickle, which becomes Simpson's Falls. There are special springs all over Australia formed by Kornavang, our water mother, and they are important because they supply us with fresh, healthy water. They are all linked by the freshwater dreaming story that shows us where all the permanent waterholes, springs and soaks are when we are travelling through other countries. Some are very hot, formed by Narvang Dagan, Mother Earth's internal heat, through volcanic action, while some are warm and others are icy cold, but they are all good for us in some way. Halidon Spa Water is known as Gunil Gung, a healing spirit water. My family holds the freshwater dreaming story for our country and the two neighbouring country beside us. This is so when we travel back and forth to see family, we know what laws to abide by and how to respect water on that country. This affords us knowledge on paying respects to country all over Australia. When you know the process, you can recognise a sacred space by feeling the energy and the importance of it when you walk on or near it.